Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Anthony Lemke from Dark Matter, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is a listener feedback show. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. So we're excited to be bringing a listener feedback show. We haven't done one of these in a while, have we? Yay! And we've gotten some feedback, but have kind of incorporated into the main show. And But yeah. we just have a lot more feedback. Yeah, we have today. a lot more feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. People so, have been really quiet. It's the summertime. Oh, everyone's out everyone's and about. On vacation. Yeah. They're just chilling. They're just chilling. Actually, there's been no sci-fi this summer, so that's why no one's coming. <laughs> you're right there has been no sci-fi <laughs> we could talk a lot about that but, but well let's hear what everybody else is talking that's about that's right and actually i thought we'd start with an email that we got that was really uh it was one of our good friends from across the pond colin colin uh we loved his voicemail i miss and you colin it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a long <laughs> it's been a long while you remind me of eve miles when you say it that way Colin. Colin, Colin. But anyways. Oh, well, uh, she is. So he's had, uh, he's been under the care of some health service and he's going to share an email that he just kind of thanks us and uh, we received that and we're so glad that we were able to be there with you kind of oh, in a Colin. sense in the waiting rooms and the hospital rooms and wherever else you had to be. And and um, anyways, this is what he has to say. I'll read this one and then someone else can read the next one that he writes. So I'll make Em read the one about Suicide Squad. She'll love that one. Done. Done. Okay, so Colin says this. Greetings one and all. For the past 18 months or so, I spent a considerable amount of my time under the care of health, the health service, attending outpatient appointments, clinics, and various residential stays in hospitals. Doesn't sound like fun, that's for sure. Um, This is why my podcast participation has dwindled to almost nothing. But during all this, I've had the pleasure of being entertained by your good selves and your enthusiasm and humor has been a great source of the pleasure and distraction to me. I mean, hospitals and waiting rooms can be unbelievably boring, as I'm sure you're aware. But your cast has been a great outlet and an escape from all that. Although giggling and inanely smiling gets you some funny looks at times. Although I did get one nurse to start listening to podcasts. Anyway, I just wanted to say thanks for doing what you do. I know that podcasting is something we all do because we enjoy it and certainly isn't for the money. And I hope that now I hope to now start contributing feedback and so forth once more. Live long in podcast, Colin H. Colin. Uh, it should also be said that uh, Colin has his own podcast um, on um, the Trek FM network, uh, uh, Trek News and Views, and, uh, and he's brought that back. He's brought, yeah, he's brought, he's yeah, he, he has reactivated that. Um, so he has a few shows out now, and he did a re- him, him and a few other guys uh, did, did their own review of uh, Star Trek Beyond. If you want to check that out, awesome. And you can check Trek FM. You can just go to Trek FM, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, or you can just put Trek FM in the uh, yeah, you'll iTunes. Find you'll find it, yeah. yeah. So Trek News and Views is his show, but it's so great to have you back. And I'm so sorry that you had to walk through that. And, you know, it sounds like you're on the men and things are better. And so we just we just want to give you blessings. I'm so glad, glad that you're a listener of our show and uh, that you contribute to the show. And we wish you the best in your own show as well, Colin. And... Maybe we could have you back on. We'll do a review. We so do. Fine. We need it. We need it. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I, 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 I don't even have words. And misses your accent. <laughs> what? You miss his accent. 
I do. Well, I miss Colin. I yeah, miss no. things he has to say because yeah. he says very sweet things about me, um, <laughs> which is a dick thing to say. I'm sorry. No, I just I understand what it's like uh, having with my dad and in and out of hospitals and healthcare and all of that. It's the podcasts and you find what can get you through it. And and I, it's kind of sweet and and lovely that we could and you know keep his mind off things. So that's I, I don't really have words because I'm a little it, it's 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 very sweet. It's very humbling, but it's very gratifying at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm so glad you're 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 on the mend, Colin. Yeah, definitely. Um. All right. So having uh, said that, you yes. had better not have liked this movie. <laughs> yes. Well, we're gonna find out. He sent us in a review of Suicide Squad, and Em, why don't you go ahead and read what he wrote? Hi all, and that's Colin saying that. Uh, having recently watched Suicide Squad, I thought I'd share my thoughts. <laughs> First off, Jared, a.k.a. Joker. It didn't work for me at all. The Joker isn't just wacky. His high... Wacky, his... A high, he's a high-functioning sociopath. Not some oddball who paints a smile on the back of his hand. Acting like an oddball as the Joker isn't what he's about. Uh, he should have watched Heath Ledger's performance or even Jack Nicholson's. Now they knew how to portray the Joker. I agree. There were some... We could have a conversation about that. Um, that's my commentary, not his. Uh, I'm sure that the inevitable director's extended cut will be different. They cut 20 minutes of the Joker out, apparently. But Leto just doesn't work for me. Now, one performance that was a standout was Margot Robbie. She was brilliant. Harley just boomed out of the film with the little nuances she added and made the character a joy to watch. She was funny and quirky and at the same time, suitably scary. That's an amazing term. Suitably scary? That's awesome. Uh, Margot portrayed various aspects of Harley extremely well. Will Smith, to me, gave a good performance and finally acting in his own right instead of doing yet another movie with his son. He showed why he had the following he used to have. It's nice to see Will Smith in a film like this, and it's an ensemble movie overall. Uh, although the movie did focus on the core characters rather than the whole, um, which brings us to the others, with the exception of Diablo, who plays a pivotal role in the end, the others are just there to make up the numbers. Croc was the muscle, Boomerang, well, he drank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> As for Enchantress, that was me giggling, not Colin. Although Colin can giggle if he wants to, because that's totally cool. Um, as, as for Enchantress, I thought the character was interesting, but Carla kind of overdid it. Yeah. I never got why she was doing her snake hip dance while casting her world-ending spell, nor did I get some of the lines they had her character saying. Also, the demise of the villain was lame. First of Harley is the one who... First, uh, one of Harley who cuts her heart out by using an old age... What? I'm sorry, I'm reading this wrong. First of Harley is first the of, one. It's first of first comma. of Harley, comma, no, no, is the of, one who cuts yeah. her heart out by using the age-old flatter to deceive tact. Yes. It oh, should, it should, I it got should, it. Okay. It should be I'm first sorry, of finished. Harley is the one who cuts her heart out by using first the age-old. First off. <laughs> yeah. Comma. Oh yes. There okay. 
I can edit um, that okay. Just read right, it. Read the line, read like, line again. Just read the line the again. The typos and the lack of commas yeah. is throwing me off. Yeah. Okay, start over. We'll put, cut it in post. Um, first off, Harley is the one who cuts her heart out by using an age-old flatter to deceive tact. Then... As you as she faces death, her six thousand year old witch says, "You don't have the balls, really. That's what a six thousand year old would say <laughs> to, uh, as someone holds the key to their mortality. Shame on the writers. <laughs> Three other things we can please have a superhero." Oh, three other things. Can we please have a superhero film that doesn't have a glowing blue light in the sky and lightning bolts? They've been there, done that. Also, the world's about to end. But first, we have to save our murdering boss. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Harley isn't a metahuman. I know, right? So let's get our terminology right. (laughs) Live long and podcast. Colin, I adore you. <laughs> so what did you think about his... Uh, Miles, you didn't see the movie, right? Right. And I didn't see the movie. So what did you think about uh, his review of this movie, Em? So I, I, I think Jared Leto had, was going somewhere with Joker. I don't think we got to see it. So we'll see what the director's cut has to hold. Holds for us. I think he is spot on with Margot uh, Robbie. I love the suitably scary... That's I like that term. I like that a lot. Um, she she did deliver like nobody's business. It was a beautiful portrayal of pretty much all the Harleys from the cartoon and the comic books. I like it. Um, Will Smith did give a good performance, but it was Will Smith being Will Smith instead of Will Smith being a character. Um, so and he, he, he points it out. He did well for an ensemble movie. Um, Diablo doesn't is I, I agree with him as I break this down. Um, I think we had very similar points. Um, the the three things at the end, though, that can we have a movie that doesn't have a glowing blue light in the <laughs> sky and lightning bolts? I didn't think about that. That's pretty. <laughs> That's funny. funny. That um that it, it does appear to be a DC movies thing. Right. And then Harley's not a meta human. And neither is um, Boomerang. He's not a meta. He's just really talented, a very talented Boomerangist. Yeah. Boomeranger? Yeah. Well, Deadshot isn't a meta human either, right? A Deadshot's not a meta human either. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so they're not inhumans. They're not meta. There's some of them are meta humans. And, I and like some the, of them are just. I like the one too. He goes, the world's about to end. But first, let's save our murdering boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Uh, the, I mean, there's no doubt like a good story. Uh, I heard it, Brandon, I was reading a Brandon Sanderson book and it was like a 10th anniversary edition and there, one of his right, buddies from like a writer group was giving the forward to it. He said, one of the things that Brandon Sanderson had to learn that you always put the world in pearl. It can't just be about the character, but and the characters are important and needs to be character driven, but there needs to be something at stake. So that's important, but... But in this case, it seems kind of trite when you like, oh, let's save a murdering boss. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's 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 the easy trope. It is. It is indeed. Easy trope. Let's save the world. Yeah. I can't even begin to tell you just how the dialogue alone was so cliche and so tr- just ugh. <laughs> Again, so it's about the listeners tonight. I'm going to shut up. Yeah, that's all right. And Lee Kemp <laughs> well, got roped into saying it. Miles, you want to read what he said? Here? So Lee says, I got roped in going to see this this last weekend, but first I'll listen to a podcast today, then give, give my take on it. And I thought I was going to see 
uh, Star Trek. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he got roped into seeing it. We'll get his feedback. He actually posted this a couple hours prior to the show here. So we'll see what sort of feedback he gives on the Facebook page. Our Lee, you can just email us or give us a voice, uh, send a voice feedback in, and we'll play it on the next show. So we'll be find out what you really thought of it. Uh, Jen M said, yeah, I wasn't too excited to see it myself for some reason. Plus, it was just too hot for me to go out. <laughs> so she must have said that one is really like, oh, yeah, too hot to go out. And then Floyd, Floyd just said, I feel your pain. I find I'm enjoying television genre offerings much more than their film counterparts. And this is interesting. Um, so DC has done terribly at the movies, except for Batman, maybe. The, like, the, the, the Christian Bale, uh, yeah, the Christian Bale Batman mm. stuff. That was, but I, I, I love that's it. not part of the, the new DCU. No, no, um, so Ben but, Affleck is, but they've done great, they've done a great job on the television, yeah. I uh, mean, the, Arrow, Flash, mm-hmm. with Supergirl. I mean, all how these, much, how they, how they've much done, hand they, do they have, how, how much are their hands into this, though? I don't how know. How much is the, the people involved in the films? You, you, how much you, is... I don't know, but you need the people that are making the TV shows to somehow get into the film because they, they, they're doing they, something right. They need to they need to go to a comic book shop, hire any jackass in there who's got any kind of comic book knowledge and let them write it because they will certainly come up with something much more interesting. Much more interesting. Oh, I said the J-A word, sorry. Uh, you did. I did. <laughs> It, it's the, P- Jackass is PG thirteen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, the animated standalone movies that DC has put out over our last oh, they've been great. Um, yes, and, and the one they did on Suicide Squad. They just can't do live action. No, I guess not. But that was quite good. Um, that featured Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Killer Croc, and the, please you know. let Wonder Woman redeem them. Please, please, please. I'm so, I'm so oh. worried. I'm so hopeful yet, kind of in fear and trepidation at it. So, <sighs> mm-hmm. but all right, enough about Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, so uh, this is from J.P. Harvey, and he is. Uh, him and Stephanie, his wife, are watching the television version of the Shannara Chronicles, or the Shannara Chronicles. I always pronounce it Shannara. And since Terry Brooks is involved, I assume it's a reasonable representation of the books. Have you watched the series? If so, what do you think? And also, we noticed they pronounce Shannara like you do. <laughs> so, well, good. <laughs> Maybe I got it right. J.P. Harvey. But thanks for writing in, J.P. Uh, did any of you guys watch the TV sheer- series? I, I, I did not watch that. Did no. you watch them at all? I did all? not. Yeah. I did so not. I only watched the first couple episodes. So I have to confess that while I'm an avid reader of this book series, I have not. I watched the f- first five episodes of the series and then MTV wanted to charge me for it. I was watching like a line or something. And I mm-hmm. said, ah, whatever. Now I can watch it on Netflix. I just haven't finished it. But um, I mean, it follows the Elfstones. And uh, which is like the not the first trilogy, but the second trilogy in the series, and uh, and it seemed to follow it closely. Now it's a it's a TV adaptation, so they're going to cut things out, like sure. they always do. Um, but I liked it. I don't know how the series did overall. Like, are we going to get a second season or anything like that? I haven't followed it that closely, to be honest. But but. Uh, I love the series, and if you've never read the books, they're really good books. They aren't hard books to read, so not quite as. Uh, that's a pretty rich world, mm-hmm. and it's kind of futuristic Earth, like thousands of years in the future. Oh, okay. But it's a whole tie-in. I don't want to spoil too much if you do. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, we did some. We got some people that we had a thread going on Facebook. I thought I'd share at least part of this, or we can share a little bit part of this about Star Trek Beyond. And I mean, the reality is, it hasn't been. It's been doing well, but hasn't been doing great. Not and this just, has people concerned. I mean, what have you guys been hearing? Not just not great, but that that at least the American release, what the money it's drawing, it, 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 it'll come at a loss. Now, maybe they'll make it up after the interna- it's shown internationally. and the, DVD and, sales, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll probably do well internationally, especially in China. China likes our movies, so... Um, so, but, but yeah, it, it is not it is not a box office success, unfortunately. But it's not a b- abysmal loss either. Like, no, they. I mean, well, they I, made they made a significant chunk of change, just not quite enough to make it break even. The last time we checked uh, box office mojo, that would be the, um, the last time we checked. They were sort of close, but um, I, I I've seen a few. Star Trek novel authors uh, post the link to this one article about it not making money and uh, just the discussions there. Um, I hope at the ver- you know this will not deter them from making the next movie because uh, I'd like to see what they do with the, the George Kirk character. Yeah, so total it has brought in two hundred thirty-one million. Mm-hmm. That's worldwide. Domestically, a hundred oh close to about one hundred fifty billion, which is under the production budget of one hundred eighty-five million. Right, which is why they're saying it, and that probably does not include promotional costs, is my guess. Yeah, just hearing the way um, uh, when we had, when John Frazier was on la- last time with us, talk just talking about w- what they showed at San Diego Comic Con. I mean, um, you know, that kind of promotion I'm sure cost a lot of money, and yeah, yeah. So I, I hope I hope more people go see it before it leaves the theaters. Uh, we need to send a statement that. We like this movie. It's a good movie, and we want more Star yeah. Trek. I mean, if they if they, if they could do what they did with this last film, the next film, then they, then I hope they continue to make more Star Trek movies. Um, how about you? What have you been hearing about this franchise? Anything else? So I've been hearing about this about the film that there's concern for the franchise because this film was not as action packed, but I think it's because it wasn't as blowy uppy. It wasn't as shippy. It wasn't as you know, you know, quadrillions and septillions of dollars worth of materials blown up in space. Like, it does make me think, you know, these people think very highly of themselves if they want to just waste a, a, a ship like that. Come on. But um, I feel like people just didn't get it. They were so used, they're so used to the, the uh, to ships blowing up and epic battles that they they don't know how to see Star Trek for the for the character-driven stories, which is a lot of what the TV shows were like. And we've been without TV shows for ages, and we're about to get TV shows back. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, they poured the budget for this movie was a was 185 million. I mean, that's a to me that's an astronomical amount of money. I mean. Movies are just getting way too expensive to make these days. I, I mean, well, I, that's... the expectation for them to make that back is. Like, did we have any other Star Trek movies that really bombed at the box office, but later, you know, was considered successful? N- not, no, not that I know, not of. That you know of. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's some of your feedback, listeners. Uh, what you were saying in Facebook about this, 
And uh, why don't we just roll down through? Um, do you want to read the first comment from Karen, and then we'll just kind of rotate it, go round about, maybe talk about it if we uh, sure. Feel like. Go ahead. Um, from Karen Barry, I thought it was great, but my theater was empty, and I was so surprised. Yeah, your theaters weren't empty when you saw it, right? No, they uh, they, they were pretty. Uh, the the Friday night showing was pretty full. The Saturday morning, it was a little light. A little light. Yeah. How about you, Em? Uh, full. I went opening weekend. Yeah, bound it, and that was great. It was a very successful opening, good opening weekend. Like right. Just, it was, mm. Did have the follow up weekend and the weekends after didn't follow up. Uh, go ahead. Why don't you read Sarah? Sarah Cook. Sarah Cook says, "I cannot understand that that protest logic. The fan made movie was done in violation of copyright laws. What do they think was going to happen? I always find fan entitlement amusing. We may love these shows, but we don't own them." It's kind of interesting because she's obviously referring to the whole Axenar, the Axenar thing, and mm-hmm. what happened there, and somehow believed that this resulted in people choosing not to go see Star Trek. Because yeah. because because CBS said no more fan films and therefore the fans said well because of that we aren't going to go see this movie which you is kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. It, it, I don't I don't think that made a big a, I don't I think that's maybe like a half a percent. Yeah, I did. I would hear, be really surprised if that made a dent. Yeah, I I did hear that though. I want I heard some people protest CBS for for doing what they did. And it's probably like like Am said, a very small number who decided right. not to see the movie for that reason. Yeah. Well, Francis uh, Hamanda said, or Hamada said, anyone who boycotted because of the fan film controversy is being foolish. Axenar did many things to upset not only CBS Paramount but other fans as well, mm-hmm. which is which is true. And and the other fan film groups out there too. Yeah. And they were also talking a little bit. She went on to talk about the trailer a little bit. Uh, I assume it's a she. It could be a him. Um, uh, the first trailer was horrible. The Beastie Boys track, the motorcycles, the screaming headline from the director of Fast and Furious was a real turnoff. Being a longtime Trek fan, I've never been ir- so irritated at a trailer in my life. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I was not. I was concerned when I saw the trailer, but uh, Simon Pegg com- did come out later, just saying, "Look, there's more to the movie than right. that," and he regretted that. That was what fans first saw was that trailer because it, you know, the, there was much more depth and layers to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to read the one from Lee? Em? Uh, so from Lee, let's leave it at this. I thought it was a fair trailer. Not good, but not bad. Um, but first and foremost, I am a fan first. So no matter what, I was going to see it. It's rare that a trailer or trailers sway me one way or another. You know, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Star Trek fans. It doesn't matter what they put out. If it has the word Star Trek in it, they're going to go see it. At least give it a chance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I, a lot of the people we know are going to do that. I think it's more the fringe people that are going to say. The mainstream people who m- may see a trailer and may, they may, may, it may sway them one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, for those and I guess the question is, would the Beastie Boys bring them in or turn them off? Those sorts of people. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. I mean, uh, it. Some people, some people who saw that trailer heard the Beastie Boys music and heard, and thought, "Oh wait, we did this back in two thousand nine. We're gonna do that again." Um, so, uh, for, so, for some people, th- that that put a bad taste in their mouths. Yeah. Um, I, I I think in the movie. I mean, you, you could say what you want with the, what the solution was, but it wasn't like that song played a. 
you know, a super big part of the movie. It was just used in, a, you know, the climax towards the climax of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got, we got some other feedback. Do you want to read the one from Jeff Caddick? Sure. So Jeff says, that wasn't my experience at all. I went in the second weekend and the theater was packed. I had to sit in the second row, which I hate. And I still like the film. <laughs> so at least some places it was packing out. Uh, just yeah. on some of these others. Um, and Sarah Cook responded again, and she had written earlier, I also thought Beyond was great. It would be a shame if this new franchise got destroyed just as it was hitting its stride. So this brings up the question. Does the lackluster response mean we mean that we do not get a Star Trek four? Um, I, I think they'll still make a Star Trek four. It's still, I think, I think, I, I think in the end, this movie will still make some money. It'll, it'll break even and make some money, but it's not going to make the, the killing it made the last two times. There's a chance they could they could probably do that again. Star Trek still sells merchandise. Um, That's true. And um, there's probably still money to be made in the Blu-ray, DVD, and whatever digital rental yeah. you use. So I, I don't think that they've, they've. I don't think this the lackluster ticket sales is is necessarily going to put the final nail in this coffin. Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. I know they got the actors to sign on again, so that's good. Right. I mean. So. I mean, they threw us a big bone by just saying, hey, we're going to, you know, Christopher Hemsworth, who, who played George Kirk, he's going to be in the next film. So, so very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmett, it's you, right? Scott Fisher, can you just read his? We'll jump down just a few and read his, and then we'll move all out from Star Trek then, at least Star sure. Trek Beyond. So Scott says, honestly, Star Trek needs to take a hard look at itself. It seems like everything they do is Kirk, Spock, McCoy. They need a new ship, new crew, new time period, and go back to television. Star Trek, at its best, has always been on TV, not in the theater. Not going to see it until it comes out on pay-per-view. Tired of seeing another Trek movie where they blow up the Enterprise. They do that every movie. And I have just gotten tired of it. Excuse me. Uh, bring people in that love Star Trek. That would be a big bonus too. When Star Wars brought in the fans of the franchise to run things, everything turned around. When fans feel like they're being peed on, <laughs> they react as such. <laughs> so, uh, it, so I'm kind of mixed here. Like for me, the movies, the the Spock, Kurt, McCoy, that doesn't bother me. Well, and. To that point, as far as whether Star Trek works best on a small or the big screen, I mean, I would agree it, it does work best on the on the small screen. But we are getting a Star Trek show um, beginning of next right, year, right? Right. So uh, that's that's something. I guess typically up till this modern franchise of Star Trek, it's always been the movies have come out of what's been on TV. So yes. the next gen movies, the original series uh movies they all came out of the fact that there was a television shows prior that developed this following and love of these characters and boom they're on the screen and we're following because we love those characters yeah in the 80s with the success of the you know the the original series era movies you know they let's let's bring star trek back to tv again but we'll we'll do it with uh, a new ship new crew and all that kind of stuff um so i mean i like this universe i like seeing I like the re- you know it's it's st- they they never erased our the, the prime universe they just say this is an alternate timeline so I like seeing what Kirk Spock and McCoy do in this universe and 
how it looks differently here. Um, keep that in the movies. You know, if we, you know, it, hopefully we get, you know, and, and I thought they, they, they did it right this last film. So if they keep, you know, have Simon Pegg have his hand on it. They actually had a Star Trek fan have. Um, That's true. So I, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, Simon Pegg and uh, the other writer, they did a really good job with this script. We need to say this. He has not seen the movie. So, I mean, he said he's going to wait to see this on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of evaluating the movie having not watched it. And that's not to slam me. He's probably going off a lot of what's been in, in the news, what mm-hmm. some other fans have been saying. Um, but uh, so there's some of it is a bit skewed. So he hasn't, we, it really would be great. What would really be great is, Scott, you know, if you, if after you see the movie, you give us your thoughts on it. Because I would love to hear what you thought of the actual movie then. Did it hold up to your view of Trek or were there other things still bothering you? I mean, we'd love to hear that. Yeah. And, and Scott, I would encourage you, um, don't wait, don't wait till it comes out available as a rental, uh, see it in a the theater, support Star Trek. It has got a lot of positive feedback. I, th- I think you're, you're going to like it, whatever, uh, format you see it in, but spend a little extra money, see it in theaters, help support the film and, and send a message to uh, the powers that be that uh, we still like our, and want our Star Trek. Yeah. Mm. Well, talking about Star Trek, one of the people posted a why Star Trek 11 needs to happen right now. Mm-hmm. And these, of course, they want to see the next gen, another next gen Star Trek movie. Mm. Miles, what do you think of this? Interesting idea, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. So why? Uh, I mean, you gave a response to Facebook, but tell us in your own words here. What? What? what what's? Um, I understand. We, we, you know, if if you love Next Gen, we love these characters, but it too much time has passed. Uh, the, the last film was in two thousand two. Wait, wait. Too much time has passed. How much time passed from when the original series went off the air till the first movie came out? Uh, roughly ten years. So. I, has too much time passed? I think it has um, because I think the actors have all... I mean, most of the actors have very successful careers outside of Star Trek. Um, uh, Patrick Stewart, he's in a lot of stuff. Jonathan Frakes has a very successful um, directing career. Um, the other actors are still working. I don't know if they can get all of them to sign on. I, I, I don't think they would get... Brent, Brent Spiner to sign on. Uh, he he wanted to kill the Data character off. He said, I was getting too old to play him. I mean, right. so it's been 13 years since the last movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, just... I, I just don't think he... I don't think... Maybe maybe it's theoretically possible the other characters might sign on for it. Um, but uh, I don't... I'm not, I'm not so sure he would. Yeah. And it seems like Paramount wrote off the TNG when the last Siri Siri got you activated your phone plugged into being charged right now yes I do and Siri uh, wanted to put her two cents in but um, <laughs> the, the last film um, was a box office disaster um, I, I remember they were showing between when Lord of the Rings and one of the Harry Potter films was, was in theaters um so, but if you, if you want to see, if, if, you know, if you still want to experience, um, next generation, next Trek. generation yeah. Trek, uh, 
the novels are, are really good. I've been reading the novels uh, put by. I mean, we, we've talked to many of these people. Um, they're writing some good uh, Star Trek with the, with these characters, uh, and, and um, they continue on. That's how we're going to experience it. We're going to we'll, we'll, in, in our comic books and in our novels. That's 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 the only way we'll we'll, we'll get to experience these people um, moving forward. Yeah. Well, Dayton Ward said somebody needs to read some books, <laughs> so he responded to that. So, so he, I know he's written in that universe, right? Yes, he has. So, yeah. So I've and um, the books, you know, the books do a pretty, a really good job of uh, of keep keeping that thing going. Absolutely. That that and that, you know, I just I just don't see them coming up with another Star Trek movie in that with the TNG crew. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to be wrong, but. Um, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. That does it for the listener feedback. Okay. So that's some good stuff, some good conversations that happened. And we're so grateful for everyone that wrote in and uh, for the people that posted on Facebook and shared their thoughts about the different things that we were that we posted or thinking mm-hmm. about up there. And anything to add, Em, before we uh, jet out here? Um, No. Oh, I just remembered. So on, I think it's September the 8th, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, the Smithsonian um, here at the Air and Space Museum, they're doing some really cool 50th anniversary stuff for Star Trek. Like at the Udvar-Hazy Museum, they have the IMAX, the 4K digital uh, cut of the first aired Star Trek, uh, the original series episode. Awesome. So I'm going to go do that. You should. Cool. And I haven't watched the original series since I, it's been probably... 15 years 20 years so i'm going to use this as my catalyst to start watching again there you go we should we should do a star trek rewatch of the original series that's the only way you get me to watch it okay (laughs) i'd do it maybe like a bank like do it like in five episode art like we did with firefly or what we ever did it that's yeah we we can yeah we can we we, we do a few episodes at a time yeah Mm -hmm. we can talk about that yeah. And uh, fans, you can let us know if you would like us to do that. Should we do a original series Star Trek rewatch? Yes. Yeah, Computer says yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it. Again, if you want to leave your feedback, you can, uh, or, or you want to share what you're watching or what you're looking forward to as far as false sci-fi TV shows, what movies you're watching, your thoughts on them, your thoughts on what we said, whether you thought we were full of hooey or whether you agree with us. You can write in at sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail that way. There are voicemail lines on the on our sci-fi diner podcast.com page, and Facebook's always a great way to get a hold of us. But I believe that's about it. All right, till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Space pads. Space pads. <laughs>